It is good to come home to All Souls. As some of you know, I have been on sabbatical for the past six months. And during that time, I've been studying multiracial congregations in the Episcopal Church. My study took me to different parts of the country to worship with each congregation and to interview members of those congregations. Near the end of each interview, I asked, so what is God doing in your church and in the world around you? In asking that question, I made an assumption. <laughs> that God is at work in each and every congregation and in our world. As we know, there's plenty of evidence to the contrary. Within the church, a shrinking number of adults in the United States identify as Christian or participate in worship regularly. Younger adults are far less likely than older generations to have any religious commitment which makes it likely that church affiliation will continue to decline. All Souls is a bit of an outlier, a vibrant, growing congregation at a time when church attendance is declining dramatically. In the Episcopal Church, average Sunday attendance across the board has fallen by 24% over the past 10 years. As for the world, I look around and I see horrifying pictures coming from U.S. detention centers on our southern border. People crammed into cells, sometimes standing room only, with inadequate food and little provision for basic hygiene. I see the tragic picture of a young father with his toddler daughter clinging to his back. Both drowned as they tried to swim across the Rio Grande River in a desperate attempt to seek asylum. I see an ever-growing number of homeless encampments under bridges and on streets throughout the Bay Area. I see an epidemic of gun violence in our nation. And yet, as I traveled across the country, I dared to ask, how is God at work in your church and in the world around you? Today's gospel tells the story of Jesus commissioning and sending people as his advance team to prepare the way for him. They serve, as John the Baptist did, announcing the coming reign of God, declaring that the kingdom of God has come near. Those who are sent are not Jesus's inner circle, the 12 apostles he had called, but 70 others, unnamed. 
Jesus sends them, the gospel tells us, to every town and place where he intended to go. Later, after his resurrection, his followers would be sent to the ends of the earth. Through baptism, each of us is also sent to proclaim the good news of God in Christ, to witness to God's love, just as Jesus sent the 70. The 70 are sent on a dangerous mission. Jesus tells them that he is sending them as lambs into the midst of wolves. And they are to go without protection. Carry no purse, no bag, no sandals, says Jesus. Travel light. Don't let things get in the way of proclaiming the gospel. Trust in the one who sends you. Trust that your needs will be met. Jesus instructs the 70 to seek hospitality from those they meet, to eat and drink whatever is set before them. While Jesus recognizes that not everyone will welcome his advance team, he expects that some will. Food and shelter will be provided. The laborer deserves to be paid. To all they encounter, the 70 bring a message, peace to this house. This is not a greeting tossed off lightly. This is the peace that passes understanding, a core sense of well-being that is rooted in God's abundant love. This peace is the foundation for a risky mission. Centered in the peace of God, we can be present to those we meet, loving our neighbors and seeking Christ in them. At the birth of John the Baptist, his father proclaimed that God would guide our feet into the way of peace. At the birth of Jesus, the angels sang of God's peace on earth. After the resurrection, Jesus offered that same peace to his terrified disciples. Peace be with you. We offer that peace to one another each week in the midst of the service. One of the people I interviewed explained how they see God at work. I always feel like God is kind of there watching. It's in that sense of wanting to do good. And it's that feeling that God is watching us as we go out in peace and love one another. It's as we do things that make us feel like we're really connected to God and our community. Jesus sends his followers, sends us, to bring peace. 
a sense of wholeness and well-being, confident in God's abiding presence. And Jesus cautions that some will share in peace, but others will not be receptive. He instructs the 70, if anyone is there who shares in peace, your peace will rest on that person, but if not, it will return to you. When rejected, Jesus' emissaries are not to respond with anger or scorn or condemnation. The peace that they have offered remains with them. This assurance that others cannot take away our peace is an important source of confidence. As long as we remain rooted in God's love, claiming the peace that passes understanding, those we meet cannot take it away from us. Our peace will return to us even if we are rejected. The greeting of peace is followed by a proclamation. The kingdom of God has come near you. That seems clear for those who welcome Jesus' advance team. Jesus tells his team to cure the sick, one of the signs that the reign of God has come near. And when they return, they report that the demons had submitted to them, a way in the ancient world of describing healing. But the message that the kingdom of God has come near is not just for those who welcome the messengers. When a community does not receive them, Jesus directs them to say, even the dust of your town that clings to our feet we wipe off in protest against you, yet know this, the kingdom of God has come near. Whether they hear or refuse to hear, whether they embrace Jesus' messengers or reject them, the message is the same. The kingdom of God has come near. This proclamation that in Jesus the reign of God is near is one of the central claims of the gospel. The forces of evil, the hungers and hurts of the world are real. But so too is the peace of God that enables us to meet those challenges. When I asked, how is God at work in your church and in the world around you, everyone had an answer. One person reflected on the intersection of worship and the challenges of daily life. Oh, God is doing a lot. He's filling us with his grace. He's making us understand that we are mortal and that there is a sense of urgency in all that we do and that it is absolutely necessary to be here every Sunday and receive Holy Communion that can bless us so that during the week when we're out in the world, we can work for God 
and confront the trials and tribulations that come with living out in the secular world. He's empowering us, empowering us to do his great work, proclaim his good news. Another person acknowledged that we don't always get it right, yet God is nonetheless with us, gently guiding and showing the way. I always pictured God as my mother because my mother gave us all the basics. She taught us about respecting people who are different, and then she would sit back, and she said, okay, use what I taught you. And sometimes we really messed up, and sometimes we'd come back and say, I made a mess out of that one. And she said, what are you going to do to fix it? And that's where I see God with us, that he, she is there, hopefully, looking at us and saying, well, okay, all right, I'll give you a nudge this way. The 70 return from their mission with joy, reporting to Jesus the success of their work. That, too, is a promise for us. Going boldly into the world, rooted in the peace of God, bringing the good news of Christ to all who are hungry for new life is a source of joy. With the 70 in today's gospel, we are sent into the world bearing the peace of God, the peace of the risen Christ, carrying the message that the kingdom of God has come near. So how do you see God at work in our church and in the world? How will you proclaim that good news?